first half of it was like that movie this is christmas or mm-hmm. so th- it was like really depressing yeah not a christmas tree anywhere you know the guy's like <sighs> really down i'm like is this a christmas movie speaking of which, there was one i looked up and i don't know if people understand what christmas movies are supposed to be about a karate christmas miracle so I'm already on board. Never been more on board with a with a movie. After a father disappears during a mass shooting on Christmas Day one year earlier, 10-year-old precocious Jesse creates a 12 days of Christmas list of tasks. He must complete them all, including teaching himself to become a karate black belt. He believes his father will return on Christmas. Jesse's sophisticated workaholic mother, Abby, believes her husband was lost in the shooting but has a glimmer of hope through visions that Jesse reports to her. After Abby enlists the aid of an eccentric psychic turned law professor, hmm. a roller coaster thriller ensues when the trio unravel a mystery that no one expected and maybe, just maybe, witness the delivery of a miracle that can only happen on Christmas. <laughs> wow. That's 12 movies. That's 12 yeah. days of movies that's, within that's that movie. That's a lot of suspension of disbelief. It's like... But I love that he wants to teach himself karate, but we're going to call the movie The Karate right. Christmas Miracle. <laughs> but literally, it's like, why does that have to be the plot? Like, after a mass shooting on last Christmas, okay, I'm out. Right. I, I don't know. And it's like, in a year, she, she still doesn't know if he's dead. Yeah. But then her son's giving her glimmer of hopes. But also then I found out it was a, a, a writer. It's a Del Vecchio. Ah, uh. Yeah, okay. So, so it makes sense. So if, uh, you know, Del Vecchio. <laughs> Writer. Yeah. Writer. Uh, and law professor. Remember, he's also a lawyer oh, right. or a judge, right. too. <laughs> oh, Del Vecchio. Welcome to Post Apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. All right. Well, I don't know. We'll probably get one or two more in before the end of the year, and we'll do our best of. Everyone has to do a best of. Yeah. And a year-end wrap-up or something. 2019 in review. 2019 review. uh, I mean, I know everyone says, I can't believe it's already December, and I can't believe this is where we are. But here we are, December 2019. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It just, it always sort of sneaks up on you. You know, it's like, it seems so far away, and the, the beginning of the year the first part of the year and then you know there's that joke oh they're putting christmas decorations out and, and no no they are yeah. it seemed like this season it was before halloween christmas stores were were going up yeah i think my honestly i think my sister had her christmas tree up the week before thanksgiving i'm like what's wrong really? with you? <laughs> but she's always been that person but it's like yeah i don't i don't need to see christmas that because then you just sort of get desensitized you're driving yeah. around just going sure I yeah am. I guess, exactly. I guess it's like, is the world we live in now. Christmas. Not, not special anymore. It's just like, come on, guys. You know, you don't have to like. I know you want money, but yep. you don't have to. You don't have to pregame it that much. I mean, that's that's kind of where we are. But yeah, December already. Basically, what's three weeks, and we're into twenty twenty. It's insane. And twenty twenty seems like it was crazy to go into two thousand. <laughs> then twenty ten. I was know. like, Oh my god, here we are. Twenty ten like, already. Yeah. Like, you can't even make sense of it because wait, wait. Tw- we're in a new century and then yeah we're already 10 years in now we're 20 years and now we're so far i think that's what's funny too is we're so far removed from the 80s movies about the future or whatever like blade runner it's like november 2019 right. uh, it's not like that back to the future 2015 and it was right. just like we've already passed all these milestones it's like oh my god this is insane those numbers probably seemed 
when they're making writing Blade Runner. I don't know, November 2019. That seems really far. Yeah. It, it just seems so... You watch that, even when it was in the 90s watching it, when they released the 27th version of the director's cut, November 2019, that's still pretty far away. You know, it could be this, and now it, it's not that. Yeah. It's like, are we going to have that whole you know, articles popping up? Are we going to have flying cars in 2015? Mm. It's like, no, no, no. it's not going to be like... I mean, the closest we have is my car can drive itself. Yes. I but, think the closest thing is, is your car. But yeah. that's it, though. Really, that's it. A Tesla that can kind of drive itself that you still have to pay attention to. Yeah. That, that's it. That was our future. Yeah. It's just... It, it is kind of crazy that, you know, these sort of decades into the future that the jumps that what happened in the 80s movies it's just like we are passing them now you know and you think of you think that they were when they were writing it it was like okay what is safe let's just like do like 2030 let's just yeah. do 2025 let's just do because it sounds like really futuristic in the yeah. 80s wow tw- 20 anything but 2025 was uh wow yes i can totally see that so it makes yep. sense but when you actually get to year it's just like not do you think like if they were to correctly sort of uh extrapolate the years as and they were sort of not dead on but sort of right about like what would happen what kind of advancements what kind of technological advancements we would make say in a 2015 and a 2025 and a 2032 and and it's this yeah do you think they'd be like i mean it's just not i mean it's kind of this yeah i mean there's like iPhones, there's different things. But well, yeah, nothing. like they always had like that thing in their pocket where, oh, here's my communicator. And it's like, well, we're, I mean, we yeah, were already yeah. getting to that point where that was probably inevitable. Yeah. What was it? There was something, someone did like a short online where it was realistic back to the future and they went to 2015 and it was just, they were there. It's like, oh man, are there hoverboards? And it was just those ones on the two wheel. Yeah. And it's like, that's it. And it's like, oh, <laughs> there's like nothing fascinating. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, Still have 3D movies. There's nothing as interesting as they anticipated. Yes, I'm sure if we were to go back, you know, during Blade Runner time, it's like, oh, here's the iPhone. Or like any of those times in the 80s, like, oh, my God, here's the iPhone. And we can watch movies in any room. You can watch movies on this. You can – they'd be amazed because that probably does seem super futuristic. But, I mean, they thought, you know – everything would be so different. It's like, oh, there's going to be like driverless taxis that'll just take you everywhere. Right. No, not really. You know, there's like, instead of a road, there'd be a little magnet and like all the cars would be on a magnet would just like, you wouldn't have to do anything. Monorails everywhere. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we haven't even really updated the plane. I mean, we just went on a flight and I'm on a plane going, yes, I mean, there's, the plane has been redesigned, but the overall look of a plane is basically the same. Like once you got rid of the propeller and went to the jet engine. You get on the plane going, yeah, this looks like a plane I went on 30 years ago. Yeah, just sort of like, I guess, in those, in conceptualizing a movie. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be too realistic. Well, this wouldn't change, this wouldn't change. And it sort of looks the same, save a couple of different, a couple of new technological advancements. You know, it's in order for it to be cool, yeah, you're going to have to, like, think that everyone updates everything. Yeah. It's just, like, not the case. And so knowing that, knowing that, you know, uh, Back to the Future, uh, Blade Runner, uh, all these movies that jump to the future, quote unquote, knowing that that kind of doesn't really happen. Do you think writing a movie today, say in 2068, do you think? I think that's it. Like most of the movies that now like portray the future, it's basically the 
it's a cleaner version of the future that we pictured in 1980. Like, well, maybe we'll have flying cars by then, and maybe we'll have space travel. Yeah. Like, I mean, literally, no one I don't think ever reaches too beyond now. It's everything I think future wise, everything seems so grounded because I think we are way more advanced now than we were in the 80s. So it's like they, everyone tries to keep everything grounded. So, yeah. like, yeah, you write something for. All right, the year is 2068. We have flying cars. Like, we're not going to have flying cars. <laughs> yeah. In order to have flying cars, it's just like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be there. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, like, yeah, like, say Blade Runner. Say they decided to shoot Blade Runner accurately. It's 2019. It would, it would just seem so boring. Like, it, they're shooting it going, okay, here's the, here's, like, someone comes back. Here's the realistic future. And it's like, all right, well, we'll, we'll say replicants still exist because we, that's still our central part of the story. Right. But that's really it. And then other than that, he's just walking around downtown LA, <laughs> getting a coffee and a donut. Like nothing's, there's no coolness about anything. No, I mean it's it would actually be a, in well, an interesting <laughs> as an exercise. I don't know how interesting a movie would be uh, to have him to have that movie sort of redone, current. Yeah. You know, uh, Los Angeles. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah, it'd be very disappointing. He's just using an Uber. Yeah. Hey, take me here. He's just sitting in the back. It's Harrison Ford on his iPhone, just waiting. Hey, I think we're close. Like a de-aged Harrison, like actually yeah. for no reason. No <laughs> Look, that's the one thing we can do yeah. in the future. We can make you look like you looked in 1980. Uh, maybe a little dead eye, but, you know, because we're going back too far, but, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's amazing, I think, um, thinking about this because, you know, <sighs> I think there was a lot of letdown in 2015 like or 2014 when you were like okay next next year we should have flying cars so get, get on it what, no. what was how are we going to do that you know infrastructure there's a whole yeah. type there's like the f i mean there's so many things that is is that makes flying cars in this world you know not even remotely a possibility if it was invented now we'd still 20 years from it being a practicality yeah you know, it's, it's like, it's, okay, look, we have a lot of regulations. We can't have people just willy-nilly flying cars. and Yeah, it's just... I mean, we can barely regulate those dumb bird scooters. Exactly. And this is literally a scooter that you just grab off the street, log in with your phone. Yeah. I mean, we can barely handle that. Give us a flying car. Right. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Exactly. Imagine... Imagine Harrison Ford with those bird scooters instead of Uber. Yeah, he's like, he has like a track my iPhone to get down to a replicant. All right, hold on. Scans it. (laughs) Just coasting along. But still wearing like the full Blade Runner gear. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like all the leather. Oh, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there definitely has to be, I mean, I'm sure there's shorts of people that have done it. I saw a really good time travel short placed in a realistic version where the guy kept going back to talk to like to talk to his own dad raising him to give him advice and and it just he kept on this loop and it's like god my dad's a dick like he just yeah. because it was that realistic of trying to convince someone you're from the future so they took it was very comedic but they took a uh, just like a realism to it it wasn't like how in a movie you'd go back look you got to listen to me okay I'm on board it was get out of here creep because it kept going to a park and it's like there's the pervert that keeps going no i'm your kid you know and then yeah it was that realism and it was really funny because they cheaply done but very effective the script was really solid yeah yeah and you're like all right that was really funny because it is it's thinking about trying to convince someone yeah like, yeah not only are you time traveling but you're maybe related and you're like yeah no i'm good yeah 
especially jumping back 30 years ago. Like imagine seeing your younger self 30 years ago and trying to convince you that you're you. No, no, I'm you in 30 years. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> it's, like, it's weird, you yeah. know, but yeah, no. Yeah, and the only way it's like, no, we both have the same scar. All right, whatever, perv. I'm going to go be doing my own thing. <laughs> in the future, you're all going to be on scooters. Oh, my God. Do they, are they like jet propel? No, no, they're just uh, electric scooters you do with your phone. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's the future. But, but do you go, your phone? Like, how does like how do you deal with your phone? I mean, it's like at home and it's <laughs> the internet. recorded. Dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's... Do you dial in? No, it's wire. <laughs> Forget it. This was, I'm going to the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, yeah, you can go back to the 80s and like, hey, this, you can watch stuff on your phone. You're like, that's a phone? And then yeah. you go, oh, like, how is that? Like, how do you call from that? And then you, the screen comes up. Whoa, that, look yeah. at that screen. It's so small. You know, it's just. Where are the buttons? It's touch. Yeah, you know? it's it's touch yeah you know i mean it's just yeah they're playing their nintendo now let me show you graphics on my phone and it's like, and yeah it's and it's like oh yeah. you know wow no that would be funny just like go back grab your younger self and bring him here and it would be like yeah there are some things that are very cool but for the most part it's like yeah town still looks the same yeah i mean like you've driven through your own childhood town or whatever and you're like yeah, it's pretty much the same yeah. i mean yeah that mcdonald's is new and tore down this building but basically the same yeah, it's basically the same. It's it's it's. Uh, it just reminds me of something where um, that saying, you know, you can't you can't ever go home again. And I never. It's funny. It's that one moment in life where you just like have that eureka moment where mm. it's just like, oh, I get it now. Just yeah. in this one experience in this one moment, I totally get it. Yeah. I went back to my uh, elementary school. I forget. I may have been in college. So I went back there. Like went to the old classroom. And all the same desks, all the same whatever was in there. And so immediately, like, the hallway looked, like, so much smaller. Yeah. The the desks, of course, are, like, way smaller yeah. than I... And I tried... Your knee. Yeah, I, like, tried to sit in one. I couldn't... The distance from the classroom to the bathroom seemed, like, much uh, shorter. Yeah. It was just, like... I was like, how... I remember this hallway being just like massive, like running and, to the bathroom yeah. and everything. So and it's it like, was, oh, I don't want to get in trouble. You know? Like, yeah, in my mind, it was like, oh no, it's right here. Th- these two classrooms are like much closer to each other than I remember, yeah. and it's like you can't go back to what you know what your perception was at that time because it was a different time in your life. It's a moment in time you were actually shorter, yeah. and you know it was just different. And so, like, time traveling back is it's is to like your former self is yeah. an interesting sort of premise you know that whole thing about hey rob so what would you tell 14 year old rob if you could go back and talk to 14 year old mm-hmm. what would you tell him you know right. and it's like okay let's let's do that scenario would you get 14 year old rob to would you convince him that you're you know yeah, there's Him. there's like a four hour conversation before you have <laughs> the conversation of what you want to teach yourself, you know. Yeah. And wait, so time travel exists, but you came back to talk to me. I feel like you're wasting your time traveling. <laughs> Do you want to go kill Hitler? No, no, that that's a paradox thing, and we can't open that. And but then it's also like <laughs> you start opening the thing where wait, so if you tell me this now, does this affect your future? Ah, oh, crap! I just erased myself. <laughs> yeah, it, it all comes down to like how you see time travel. Like, does by going back to talk to myself affect 
than the future. It's and true. I get it. I get their whole idea. It was like, no, you go back and go, hey, it's going to get better. All right, I get those. And, you know, and yeah. it's like, or stay the course or don't uh, don't drop out of school or whatever. You know, it's like, all right, whatever, but I'm at a good place now. So, like, whatever I would tell myself, I don't know what I would tell myself. Yeah. That I would need changed or something. If you look at it, like, it's sort of everything's rigid and things things aren't, like, you're gonna, not going to change the course of events. Yeah. But just to say, you know, this is going to happen, but it'll get better. Yeah. To For the person to know, for you to know, all right, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this or whatever, mm-hmm. or I can see beyond this, that this is going to, what's going to happen after this is going to be something better as yeah. opposed to if you do this and do that, you'll change the course of events and like you may end up, you know, yeah. here, you know, and then you may not end up where yeah. you are. Well, and I think it's such a, it's an interesting, I get, I get the, it's a thing of when you break down or overthink a movie or something where the idea of that is, is in it. It's like, oh, I want to tell my younger self to, you know, stay the course, you know, it all gets better, but I'm already in the better place. So why would I need to go tell my younger self anything? If I'm happy where I am or, and you know, they always say, hey, what would you tell your 14 year old self? It's like, well, I'm already okay now. So yeah. whatever I would tell him, I don't need to change. Like, cause you know, it's like those, you know, oh man, I was in a, you know, a dark place after my parents got divorced. I wasn't, but for example, mm-hmm. it's like, well, I've already gotten through it. So what would I tell my younger self that I wouldn't already know? You know, like if I went back and went, hey, everything's going to be okay. Well, I already know everything's okay because I've already lived through it. It's not like y- yourself is running, you're running two parallel timelines, you know, of your younger self and you going, oh, I need to make sure he stays on the right path. So my future, no, I'm already here. Yeah. Like what would I go tell, you know, where would I go, you know, 30 uh, four years ago or something like I'm already here. I'm okay. Like, I don't know what I would tell him that I would want different. It would only be if I wanted something different out of that. But I don't know. It's such a weird, it's a, it's a good theory, but I don't know what would be achieved. Unless, of course, you're on a downward path. Then it's like, yeah. oh, I need to go back and tell him. I'm Yes, I'm alive, but I need him to stay in school. So hopefully my future would change, you know? Yeah. But then you would just not exist anymore, depending on, once again, time travel theories. Right. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you have to... <laughs> It always gets you overthink exist. it and you know you know and there's like rules that you know you just have to set up your rules and you know uh and that's it yeah. you know uh back to the future when you time travel you don't go to france you don't go yeah. uh, you go this you're in the same place you know however many years ago or in the future you yeah. are and that's it and you know you you stick with that if you don't set up the rules correctly it's like it just falls apart i forget what movie we saw recently that didn't do that and it was just like it just fell apart really quickly was it time travel or i don't know actually i don't know if it was because i remember there was that one we watched with that joey what's her name she's in everything it seems like it was the one with the wish box yeah where that one it was like there might have been that one then they kept changing the rules as we went it's like well wait i need to know what's your baseline for this box so every time you wish for your dad to be a jazz singer for some reason, remember that? All of a sudden, he's then blown a trumpet by the fireplace. We're like, what is this movie? Ugh. Then some other rando person died that had no connection. But then on another, oh, right. yeah, yeah, that was wish. It. Then it was someone close to that wish within it, and was like, well, what are the rules? Like, yeah, there's no established rules in that. No established rule. No real consequences. Like you didn't, like you couldn't predict things. Oh, if he, okay, he's gonna go because. 
the rules are such that you know this person has to be a person like close to them or yeah it's it's like i want my dad successful then some rando person you don't know dies it's like well then i don't care yeah it's like why would yeah it has to be tied that's how the the whole monkey paw type thing wish box things are supposed to work so yeah the first one i think was connected we went okay that's interesting then everyone after that was a, just a free free for all. We're like, what? What are the rules? And then I think we just got so frustrated. Yeah, I think yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was like there were no rules, but I feel like first of all, if you do set out rules for something like this, it has they have to be simple, right? They have to be something everyone can go. Okay, get it, get it, got it. Let's go, and we're on board. And you can break them <clears throat> here and there, or, here and- or or bend them a little bit, but you just can't just abandon them. Yeah, and then just like just make up new rules, keep moving the goalposts like all the time, and it's like then we don't yeah. we don't care. But how easy is it to be to say, oh, it's someone close to you, and then they have to be connected, and yeah, and then go off of that and just continue with that. Yeah. Like you said, you can bend them a little bit, but don't just go completely off the rails and just do something completely different and then i'm like i don't know why i'm supposed to care about that yeah. i don't know why the character would care about that yeah, it's like so it's that person she didn't know died nah. because i think she put something together that it was probably caused by that and it's like yeah but do you know those people i mean i mean i feel bad for those people that might have died but doesn't consequence me or anything yeah it's a funny thing just about the back to the future thing imagine like you someone comes up to you here in la it's like here's a time machine you go talk to your younger self you go and you're in la going well now it's 30 years you know, it's, uh, what is it, 1989. You're like, all right, it's 89. Well, how do I get home? Yeah. I, my, well, some of my cash will work because no one's really going to pay attention as long as I don't have the new 20 or something. I don't think my cell phone works. I don't, I don't even, I didn't grow up in this state. Right. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> damn it. So I get on a bus? What is, and for me, I moved around a lot. So it'd be like, yeah, crap, like, where was I living in 89? Had we moved? Wait, it's December. Where did I celebrate? Like, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know how to get there. You don't even know where you are. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of interesting. Like, I'll, too. Go to, I'll get an Uber. God damn it. <laughs> no bird scooters. Oh, <laughs> the path sucks. Bird <laughs> no bird scooters. It's like, what are you talking about? <clears throat> I need a bird scooter. <laughs> my phone. I, yeah. I need to charge my phone. What? Did charge? you bring a cord? No. Oh, you don't have USB-C yet. Uh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or USB. Really? Yeah, exa- right. Exactly. <laughs> Can I plug this into a, Oh, I should have brought a backpack with me with all my tools because a plug will still plug. Your plug will still plug, yeah. Your GPS probably wouldn't work. Maps. No, wouldn't. Now, you might be able to open whatever your last map was, but it's not going to help you get anywhere. No. They're like, oh, there's a Thomas guide. Oh, <laughs> forget this. <laughs> G8. So I need to get. Wait. Ugh, how do I get a bus? Where is the bus? I can't no. call my phone. That would be a nightmare. Yeah, it was just, yeah, just sort of figuring, <laughs> trying to figure out, even though you were alive back then, yeah. which you'd have to have in a movie like that, so you can, like, jog your memory. Yeah. Like, obviously, if you weren't, if you were born in, like, 2000, like, you wouldn't, you yeah. wouldn't know, really. Yeah, like, all the stuff that you take for granted today, it's not there. Yeah, it's like, we always talked about that, where it's like, how did I know when that came out? I mean, I didn't buy a bunch of magazines, and I know their TV exists, but, you know, it's just all of a sudden, it's like, how did I know? I guess I just knew. And, you know, it's like, I mean, obviously, you you go to theater or call the movie phone or something, but, yeah. like, the idea of trying to travel seems so weird. Like, oh, good, get a bus. Well, I can't phone book. Greyhound? Does Greyhound still, you know, like, it yeah. just seems so 
Like, I mean, honestly, like, how would you even get home? Like, for you, not being in L.A., all of a sudden, Doc Brown comes up, all right. And maybe it's more of a pod. They hit a button, and you're, like, in 89. I'd have to, like, I'd have to call my mom. And yeah. be like, come come, come get me. Okay, this is going to sound yeah, really but, but then it's also, like, also, all right, I'll dial the number. I don't know that number from 89. Yeah. Do you remember your phone number? Would it be the same? That's the thing. I, I, <laughs> Although you could call, like, you could still dial the operator and go, hey, because back in the day, you could call, uh, like, 411 or something and ask for a name in a city, and they could look it up for you, but still. Yeah. Yeah, I think I do remember remember the number. So I would call that number, and, but what do I say? I am... I need you to come to L.A. (laughs) I'm your future son. I'll tell you a few things, right? Because it's not like... Hey, come down. Can you drive three blocks and pick me up? I'm, you know. Right. Because then it's like, all right, I'll drive by and see what this clown looks like. Right. But what you want, you want me to buy you a plane ticket or a bus ticket. Right. <laughs> come to my house? Yeah. yeah. No, I have information about the future. It'll save your life. Click. Yeah. Just, oh, this was stupid. This is not going to work. Like. All right. So I need to travel back to my time. Take the device with me home. Yeah. Time travel. <laughs> Would you... Would you then try to figure out and gather as much information as you knew what would happen, what's like has happened, like tell like should I tell my mom about like past, um like what's gonna happen in the future? I mean, yes, it'll freak her out, like, right. When Apple goes public, it may seem weird, just put a lot of money into it. Yeah. It's gonna have ups, ebbs and flows. Totally fine. Yeah, just put all of your money in. Yeah, yeah, just all of it. Just 100% (laughs) whatever you have. And what if if the stockbroker or whatever says, hey, it's crashing, don't worry about it. Write it out. Yeah. You'll be be fine in uh, early 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know. Like, that's that weird thing of, because then then it's all like, obviously, with the Back to the Future one, that actually affected his past or his future or his present. Yeah. So, like, all of a sudden, he goes home. But then it's that weird thing. I always wondered too. Like we talked about one of them, where it's like him going to school on Monday. I literally just time traveled, and now I'm rich. I guess. But like you wouldn't have yeah. any of those experiences growing up wealthy. You right. know what I mean? That's what's so weird. It's like you don't know. It would be the way he reacted in the Biff or the Trump timeline would be how he would react to his new timeline when he has the new truck with Jennifer. Like, well, one, two, you have to go. Well, you're, you're still with Jennifer because whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You can display, they push all that to the side, but you would literally, you might not have the same friends. Like you, I mean, you'd open your closet, not even knowing if you had the same clothes because you're going to be a different person. We go that timeline where he already knows he got his parents together. Obviously they had the kids or like, even if you went back to just talk to yourself a little bit, like you go 30 years, it's like 14 year old. Okay. Tell your parents to invest in Apple, buy this. Here's who wins the Super Bowl. Like if you're going that way, Mm -hmm. but you go back to your current time, you wake up. Say you then just jump into that person or whatever, however that works. Who knows? Time travel. Mm-hmm. But you would know, like you would literally walk around your room. You would feel like a foreign place. You're not going to have the same posters up. I mean, you might still have some of the same likes. Obviously, your personality isn't going to totally change. But you might just wake up going, what? Yeah, no, you always ate this for breakfast. I don't like oatmeal. I mean, I about you love oatmeal. Like those are just those little yeah. things where all of a sudden it's like, no, and then and then all of a sudden you're walking around the house. Oh, here are the keys to your car. I have a driver's license. It, it just seems like you're just opening up this new world of you wouldn't even know where things are almost. Like your town's probably going to stay the same. 
Yeah. But you don't know who you hang out with. Oh, hey, uh, John called. Give him a call. Who's John? Yeah. What, what's the number? Like, you're going to go to school and you're going to have a whole new city. Like, all of a sudden people are going to come. Hey, man, did you have a good weekend? Who are you? Or you might know that person going, we're friends. Like, that's the that's the interesting story of him all of a sudden like, oh, I have the new life because my parents have money. You know? Yeah. I mean, he, he was fine ahead of time. But, you know, like even the brother. Brother has a successful job. Mm-hmm. You know, so does the, the sister. So all of a sudden we're just opening this thing of him basically transporting into a new world. Yeah. I mean, luckily enough, the house stayed the same. I mean, you obviously had to do that. I mean, you know. Yeah, some of the things have to stay the same for I that guess, story to work. Yeah. Story to work, many reasons, production, probably reasons. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think it's 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 very interesting. Uh, would he still be with Jennifer? Would he? A lot of things would yeah would change. Would he? It's still just going off of something else. The Doc Brown marty thing always mm. is like for me it was just like what is going on like mm. this is an old older scientist you know and his best friend or only friend yeah. is a high school yeah kid you know yeah they never in one of those things it's like the 80s yeah who's your friend this guy yeah science fan or like no he's not and that's the thing it's like he's, marty's not even no. into any of it <laughs> yeah he rides a skateboard and has a video camera that's really about it. Yeah. It's not like now you would have to make them science friends. Exactly. You know, it's like he's in his class or something. But like, yeah, there was no, I mean, I get the appeal for Marty to hang out with him. Like, you know, obviously you go to his house. There's this guy that invents crazy things. It probably seems fun. It's a place to hang out. Yeah. You know, but it's also like, how long have you guys been friends? Like, how did you guys even become friends? Did you just run into each other? Like, there, there's, there's. There's those questions that you just can't ask about that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, and 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 I uh, avoid those yeah. <laughs> those questions because I think the relationship between the two is so endearing mm-hmm. um, that, and obviously, um, I think both of them knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you're just like, it's cool. I mean, it would be cool to have at your disposal uh, a zany scientist who creates a um, creates a time machine out of a DeLorean and tries all these crazy experiments and and like I I just I think that that's I would feel like when I was watching it I was like that's cool you know I wasn't thinking why is this older man with like a high school kid (laughs) Um, and what is their real connection like how did they get together Um, but (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, it, the now you would solve it. It's like, ugh, you're still hanging out with uh, my crazy brother. Like, you know, it would have to be like Crispin Glover's brother or something or yeah, cousin. Or it's like, you don't have to hang out with, you know, Uncle Doc or, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's like, but this is just, no. <laughs> like, honestly, you never, their parent, there's no scenes with Doc with any other one in his life other than Jennifer yeah. for that one moment. And she doesn't even seem sne- uh, that... Like, he pulls up at the end of one in the DeLorean. Hey, Marty. And she's not even like, you're still hanging out with this old man? Like, there's no, like, it's just sort of accepted. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 80s. 80s. Um, <laughs> that was pretty much the answer to anything. Right. What? Like, 80s. Yeah. Ah, okay. I, I get it now. I'm completely on board. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, uh, his life does, you know, change. And yeah. parents' lives change um, because of what happens, you know, when he goes back in time. 
Um, but see, that's the thing. It's like he's the only one. Him and Doc are the only ones that know. Yeah. So that's the thing. Or obviously, Doc's life's not changed. You know, like so he comes back, and for the most part, everything's the same. But and honestly, like, what if he had come back? I mean, it's just like he comes back. Doc shows up, and then even Jennifer might have been. Who's that? Yeah. That's my friend Doc. You have a friend? That you're friends with that? Oh my God! No one knows who I am. You know, it just seems that's an interesting story of changing everything, coming back and not knowing anything. Right. It's like, oh, I made a huge mistake. Like, what if you're not even go to that school anymore? It's true. Like, where are you going? No, we go to the private school. Oh my God. Like, like dad's successfully selling his novel. He's doing all this stuff. Maybe they don't live in that neighborhood anymore. Yeah. Maybe they live somewhere else. Like you said, different school, different. Yeah. He just wakes up and it's like, oh, of course, then you have to figure out how he stumbled home. That's why it works in when they go to uh, Biff timeline. Because he still goes yeah. to the same house and he doesn't live there. So it's like we had to figure out how. I mean, that was, you know, the symmetry of all the movies. He keeps waking up at the yeah. same house. And they all, I mean, they all sort of rhythmically work together. But so you just assume, all right, they still stayed at that humble house, the house they bought. And, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I don't need anything more than this, even though all three kids still live at home for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's like, all right, I'll just let that all slide. Right. <laughs> exactly. And then somehow, like, just. Biff is like the that guy. It's like, all right, sure. Yeah, Biff is like the um, sycophant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, I'll, I'll watch your car. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. So he turned like completely the other way. Like he's the only one that I would say the character arc almost doesn't work. Biff's always going to be Biff. Yeah. He might have his own company, but he would be, I don't think he would be the one waxing the car, even if he was punched by George. Right. You know, I don't think... He would probably, they would have probably just went their separate ways and Biff is still going to be a dickhead, you know. So he'd be, you think he'd be a dickhead to his employee buffing the car or something? Probably. I think okay. maybe they would have stayed, maybe you can go down the line of like, oh, we ended up becoming friends after that moment or acquaintance or something. But I don't, it, it's such a, a weird storyline where it's like, I punched this guy once where I changed his whole career path because all of a sudden wasn't, uh, George was working with Biff in the original one because he's like hey i need this work which was the symmetry mm -hmm. of him doing the schoolwork and everything so it's right. like but now it's i know they they were trying to switch it up but it's like all of a sudden why wasn't but i guess as a writer who would you have would be as you know just yeah. an assistant or something i don't know it's the only one it doesn't that's one of those things that doesn't bother me it's like sure i'll accept it but it, i don't think his character arc would have changed that much to the point where he just runs he could be running a car cleaning service but i can't imagine you imagine know, him like yeah biff buffing the buffing the car yeah i mean i, I mean it, it vaguely works because you need him you need biff to see the delorean flight you need a lot of everything works for what it is but it almost seems like maybe they stayed friends and he asked he's over there for advice but he's very much george is definitely more of the dominant one when biff is there because yeah. before it's like i need you to do the work they wouldn't work together but maybe they're neighbors or something where it's like oh hey biff you know, something like maybe Biff doesn't even exist, but you need him for the other movies. But like you think of just the first movie. If you think yeah. of the first one without any of the sequels, it's such a weird story arc for him. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, they probably, I don't know, but I think that they probably just wanted to see the comedic value of the dad, uh, George, like totally owning. Yeah. Um, Biff and have him, how, how he just, in this new reality... He's definitely the subordinate to yeah. to him, and in that one punch, this is what did that. Yeah, yeah. You have to sort of go along with that, but yes, it'd be 
different if it was like a neighbor or something and you can tell the dynamic between the two such that George is definitely the dominant yeah. one. Um, yeah, and they ended up, because real, it's but. like a smaller smaller town that happens, like people in smaller towns, you end up working at the same company. So it makes sense that, and Biff being kind of a, a bully type of guy would be promoted quicker than a George. So it all works. And then at the end, it was just like, how do we make the dynamic change? Because if he's a writer, he wouldn't need Biff. Like you're not switching it up where it's like, he's now the CEO and Biff's his subordinate. You know, yeah. so it was just like, I'm sure, although they probably all wrote it over the weekend anyways, because 80s. It's um, <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, what is, you know, like, what would Biff have to do in that timeline? You know, because he'd have to still be present to show that, you know, that changed everything. I don't know. It's, it's not that it bothers me. It's only now that we're talking about it. It's just like, it just doesn't seem like that would have been Biff's path. Yeah, I mean, I sort of immediately subconsciously thought it wouldn't be his path um just as a sort of a comedic button on that sort of biff george story it works i thought it perfect in the movie yeah i thought it worked and it was like okay i'm going along with it because i'm also like you just said i'm also going along with the fact that the kids still live at home (laughs) you know because they're showing i I get it 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 all works for writing story-wise without realistic logic works oh the brother's successful he doesn't work at the fast food job the the sister seems successful the you know everyone just is uplifted which once again is the story of what money makes everything better so i'm not really sure what zemeckis is trying to say but their path but yeah in theory it's it almost should be like the kids are coming in and out more of oh hey dad i you know i'm on my way to work but i wanted to see your new book as opposed to aren't you guys all like in your 30s (laughs) I know. <laughs> you know, I always wear a, you know, a suit to the office and it's like, but I'm still living at, yeah, he's like an office job, yeah. you know, got a suit, suited up, yeah. but he's still living, you know, with the parents at that house. Yeah. George is like a successful author. Yeah. He's, but still living at that house. You know, he dresses a little better, has a different attitude when not, and mom too, but. It's just like, yeah, I mean, for the purposes of... For the movie, it's still you know. a well-crafted... Yeah. It is a... Not perfectly written, but it is a a perfectly structured oh, yeah. movie it's, and everything. It's, 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 it's really it's well. It's anytime you think logic on... Any movie you can tear apart with, like, a logic, but it is that, yeah, it's like, what? Wait, you wear a suit to this? Why? I mean, look, it's 84. Houses are cheap. Yeah. Especially wherever this mysterious town is, you know? True, and, true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that might have been a good button where the brother biff works under the brother which even shows him even further down like they work at the same company or something and you know i mean i think that would have been under marty's brother yeah i think that that would be again that would be good but i think you know in that moment you probably had to show the direct correlation george and biff and how their dynamic is has changed because if he works under the brother then it's like it's not it's not i don't think it's a direct maybe he's the brother's driver oh hey mr mcfly oh hey hey george oh hey biff you know like he's really down below like he doesn't even george doesn't even see him it's like yeah well you just and it's like dad biff yeah yeah we had that i don't even think about that incident that happened you know 
yeah. 50 years ago or it's something. It's like he's the brother's driver, and but the brother still lives at, <laughs> and at like home. There's no way around the fact that the brother lives at home. <laughs> he's got a driver, but he's not going to put the money in a house. Yeah. He's going to put the money in a... Maybe Zemeckis saw the future and realized everyone ends up still living at home because everyone has 14 <laughs> jobs now to live in this economy where it's like, no, no, trust me. This this is going to be future-proof. Yeah. The him living at home. It's you know, kind of like... Yeah, that's actually more and more that's actually the case anyway. Yeah. Actually, 2015, that was like a big a big thing where like more kids. I think it's still the case are living at home later. Yeah. There's just no incentive. You didn't hear the word millennials in um, 85, around yeah. then, but like that's the reason because there's no, there's no incentive to move out. Parents aren't kicking anybody out. So it's just like, yeah, if you free rent and you know yeah, set like you maybe, up nice, why, why not? Yeah, maybe I'll kick in some money and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll help out. But yeah. you like, know, it's like, they were showing like, yeah, I think the what was it? Uh, there was an LAS article or something. It's like what twenty four hundred dollar gets you around LA as a rental, and they're all just like studios. Wow. And it was just like, but of course, you know, they pick one. And it's like, oh, you can get a studio in Venice, and it's like, well, yes, that's nice, and you're in Venice, but you're in Venice. For anyone who knows, that's. It's, Venice is really nice, has its moments, mm-hmm. but if you work anywhere, you're not working in Venice. Right. Unless you work in Venice, there's no reason to work <laughs> to live in Venice because that commute is miserable. Oh, it's going to be terrible. And then 2400 for a studio. Yeah. Wow. And they picked like, uh, you know, like Los Feliz. Like, you know, obviously they were picking places that are all sort of very much the same. And I'm sure, yes, there are places that are cheaper than that. But like, there wasn't like, they didn't even go, oh, you know, um, Redlands. I mean, although Redlands, you probably get a two bedroom. Yeah, but I mean, this was probably from Pasadena to Venice, like in that sort of circle mm-hmm. area. Because obviously, yes, you can find cheaper if you want to really go out. Right. You know? oh, yeah. I live in Long Beach. It's like drive an hour to drive <laughs> two more hours to get to work. <laughs> I know, and like maybe three hours to get home in traffic. Yeah, you know. Um, but it's cheap. You know? I know. It's like this is a trade-off. Cheap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Quote. Yeah, cheap. You go anywhere else in the country, it's like, what? Yeah. My house isn't, my mortgage isn't even that much. Wow, that's kind of. Yeah, it was just like, you see those things and it's like, oh, yeah, LA, I'm depressed again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, well, a, that's why I get it. That's why I get the uh, those people that live out of state making their wild eye releasing movies. It's fine. I'm good. I bought my house. It's. Yeah. $600 a month. Totally fine. <laughs> yeah. And I plenty of space. I'm good. I got a yard. I'm, you know. I got an office. Garage. Yeah. Exactly. I, got, I have three bedrooms and an office and a theater room. Exactly. I'm totally fine. You know. And it's all mine. You know. It's, 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 yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I guess once, you know, you grow up there um, or you just realize that, you know, it's important just to have just a home. Yeah. And um, you're fine with wherever you live then yeah, yeah things of course a lot of things could be had for not a lot of money yeah um but if you want to live in la san francisco new york i mean these places are just going to be just a lot of money for like uh, not a lot of space yeah so i mean i get the uh the acting aspect where it's like you should probably live in new york or la but everything else i mean unless you're a grip but i feel like anything can be had anywhere now like, I'm mean, even acting a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, uh, quit moving to L.A. I mean, granted, I'm born and raised here, but it's like, yeah, I quit moving to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have an iPhone. 
Soderbergh that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and people do. But it's just, yeah, you know, you sort of think about, like, hmm, you know, people were, like, 23, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was moving into my house, my first house. It's, like, you know, three bedrooms. And, what, like, how are you affording it? Well, yeah. it's not, you know, it's not moving into a $1.2 million home of the same the same home, you know, in L.A. Yeah. would be $1.2 million and no yard. Yeah. And it's like, okay. That makes sense. But well, yeah, because I think I mentioned before, like, my mom lived, which she eventually moved out of state. She moved to Wisconsin and ended up in a small, small town. But, like, houses were forty to 80000 for probably 1,500 square feet. If not bigger, just depends. You had the basement, which they don't count. But, you know, all these people, these kids would have a house and, you know, a new car, and they just had a regular job. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, I mean, it's a fifty thousand dollar house, or maybe they splurged and got the sixty thousand dollar house, and your mortgage at that is like three fifty. Then you have a car payment, and that maybe two, because most of these people just had like a Ford F one fifty because of weather. Right. It's like, all right, as long as I, my monthly output is twelve hundred, so as long as I make more than twelve hundred, I'm good. You know, but you have a house that you own that's you know gaining you know uh, interest and collateral and all that stuff it's like oh, okay i get it no absolutely i mean i think if you use la as the baseline and like extrapolate that outward to other parts of the country you know you can't as perspective a matter of perspective like you can't fathom how anyone can get a house but then you realize oh six hundred dollar mortgage yeah um regular job okay that's how like okay yeah. you know and all this talk about sort of going off here but all this talk about like we want people to move into homes. We want people to have, you know, um, good jobs and all, this, which yeah, people should it's have. Great, it's on paper. It sounds good. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, that's not happening here. Yeah, but like you go somewhere like in the south and Midwest or wherever, and you're just like, oh no, it's totally doable. Yeah, you know, if you just get a regular job down at, you know, um, well, these may not be a good example. These jobs are actually hard to get, but like a job at the factory. Yeah. Yeah, you make a you do make enough buy a house, send your kids to school, um, and do all that, you know, um, and making most likely less than you and I what you and I make. Yeah, and they they have all the stuff yeah. you know that they need, and so it's it's really a, sort of eye opening. Yeah, you know, um, but you know, it's it sort of makes that scene in Back to the Future a little more realistic because it's yeah. like okay. I get it. Yeah, of course you had to live at home. Yeah. I mean, it, like you watch it now going, it there probably doesn't even phase, it didn't phase me then. It's only weird now when you think about, like, we're all successful, but we all still live at home. Yeah. And then also, too, like when you look at that layout of the house, it's like, how big is this house? Yeah. Like, I know. So you need four, is it a four bedroom house? <laughs> like, because obviously, you know, the they're not sharing no. any rooms. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's funny now that when we're, now that we're talking about it, all those just like little things. Yeah. I think in the 80s, it was more of a, uh independent, I'm getting out of my parents' house at 18 or whatever it is um, and getting on my own and getting my apartment. How many movies have you seen about like yeah. the, 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 the kid moving out and getting his own apartment and uh, starting his own life and yeah. stuff like that and the struggles that ensue? You know, now it's just like, now it's seen like, it's seen as if you're staying home, it's fine. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, more and more people are. Back then, it was just like, you 
you're getting out of this house. You know, yeah. either you're going to go to school or you're going to get a job or you're going to do something. But like the, after 18, like you're on your own type of thing. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to get out and, you know, make away from myself as an adult. Yeah. Now it's just like, you know, you can get out of the house at 30, 35, yeah. you know, and a lot of women too. Like if, if you're not married, I mean, it's traditional stuff, yeah. but like then, you know, what am I going to do? Like go to an apartment by myself. Yeah. Like if it's safe, you know, when the parents are like, I'd rather you be here. And, yeah. You know, and if you have, they have a nice setup, you know, yeah. like you said, you kick in a couple of bucks. Yeah. Especially if you're working, you know, yeah. it's like, I'll help out. You it's, know, it's, it's not going to be rent. It's not going to be like you paying rent and doing yeah. all that other stuff. It's not going to be near. Buy groceries occasionally. Yeah. And, well, yeah, because I remember my sister was that person. We were living in the high desert, which for anyone is like Lancaster. And look on a map. But I remember she was like that at 18. She's like, no, I, I need to get out of the house. But then to me, that seemed normal because I just had seen a thousand movies where at 18 you leave the house. Yeah. You know, and honestly, she moved in with two of her friends, which was so funny. In the same apartment complex we were living in. I'm moving yeah. out to prove a point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she lives right, right over there. But it, ultimately, and I think my mom was like, sure, whatever. I mean, yeah. you live right there. But it was a three-bedroom apartment. I think it was 325 a month. <laughs> it, and once again, it, even with minimum wage at that point, which was uh, 425 I think, mm-hmm. um, three people, you know, it was easy for them to kick yeah. in. And they were all, I think all, one was working full-time and the other two working half. I mean, at that point, you're kicking in 100 bucks. I mean, maybe 150 once. I mean, utilities were a little yeah, cheaper yeah. then, but no one really cared about having cable, you know, at that point. You right. know, it wasn't like anything. It was like, oh, pl- you know, plug in an antenna or something. But it's just so funny to think, like, yeah, I moved out, but yeah, you're still paying 110, 150 a month. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can cover that, even at your 425 an hour. Yeah. And you're living right, living right there, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, but it, it's, it's something to be, said about like i'm in my own space i come yeah. home and it's not you know parents or any of your yeah. brother it's like it's two people my age just like we're figuring it out too yeah um you know yeah but now it's just it's it's the whole like different thing i, I hear so much about like oh i'm living living at home yeah. you know a lot of entrepreneurs yeah you know live, <laughs> live at home a very a lot of like everyone in LA is an entrepreneur. Yeah. They used to be a screenwriter. Right now they're an entrepreneur, uh, which is just basically a screenwriter. They a just screenwriter, gave her gave herself a different title. Screenwriter, Uber driver, um, char- bird yeah. scooter charger, yeah. or something. Whatever. That was weird. Yeah, we we took the Uber to um, the airport over Thanksgiving, and there was a in the morning. It was an older guy. Um, don't know his age because. I couldn't see it was dark when we left. Yeah. He was really nice and he was like, uh you know, it's at that thing, it's like, Oh wow, it's been busy today. It's you know, it was Thanksgiving morning or something. He's like, Yeah, I goes, I got up early, I thought I'd do a couple before, you know, you know, uh I have Thanksgiving, you know, the turkey's already in the oven, all that type of stuff. And it was like, All right, but then you start thinking, I was like, Man, this guy's like because he was talking about his grown kids at like twenty. And I was like, All right, so you're trying to like gauge it. I was like, All right, fifty five something. No, he's an accountant. He goes, I just do this for extra income. And it's like, but you're an, an accountant. Yeah. And it was just like, there was nothing. It wasn't like, oh, this is sad. Because there's always those people, like, you can always tell the younger people, no, I do this on the side because, you know, I got a multiple things going. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's nothing. You're always positive because you don't want to be murdered. And there's nothing wrong. I think it's it's a great job to have. I mean, I knew one, one, of, the, um, one of my PAs did it in between gigs. Like, would finish a gig, go, oh, I don't have anything for two weeks. 
I'll just turn on, turn my Uber back on and drive for two weeks. It's like, that's great. That's just that work mentality, but that's also something different. I mean, we were told growing up that move out at 18, get a job. Yeah. Now it's almost like, don't ever stop working now. Like, even if you have a break work, right? Oh, you have a week between things. Well, what what job are you going to get? No, I have a week off. Yeah. You could get two jobs done. Okay. That's the millennial way now. It's like, I have to have five jobs in between my five jobs, but it was just so weird to think it's like, oh my God, this guy lives in LA, has a full family. You know, I think he might even had a grandkid or something. Drive an Uber in the morning. Okay. Wow. Like, good for you, I guess. I, I mean, you know, probably making really good money, especially if he is an accountant, if he's telling the truth, but it's also like, why lie? Yeah. I mean, tell me more of a sob story. I'll probably give you a bigger tip because it is Thanksgiving day. You know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, the wife's in the hospital. Oh shit. Now I feel bad and I'm going to give more of a tip, but yeah, no, just doing his thing. And it's like, God, is this where we're at now? <laughs> was he was he making money to make ends meet or just just? Uh... I'm trying to think. I, I want to say it was something like one of his kids was getting married. I think that was. Uh, I think he was talking about one of his kids was uh, getting married or something, and you know, it's a it was, uh, and he's trying to you know raise some extra cash or yeah. something. Which there was there was something to it. It wasn't anything tragic. It's like ooh cancer. It's like oh Jesus, don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> a year ago, my father was lost in a mass suicide. So like, like, now I'm teaching myself Uber and karate. <laughs> Uh, Eric Roberts? Sounds like a movie. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's Eric. <laughs> you hear the voice, you're like, Are you Uber? Yeah, 15 jobs today. <laughs> yeah, 10 gotta, movies? And <laughs> yeah, I got to get back to I gotta get back to set in, in two hours. But I just figured I... <laughs> As you leave, here's a signed diner thing. Okay. Really? That's the one you're going to sign? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, don't overthink time travel. Or... Think about time think travel, about, I guess. Think about uh, it. Figure out how you would, but don't worry about talking about your old, uh, younger self because obviously, if you're in the place now and you have a time machine, you did okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> you have a time machine. <laughs> Somehow you did everything. Embrace right. that, yes. And you know, don't try to think about the the McFlies all living at home after they all became successful. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this has been post apocalyptic. This is Rob. This is John. Take it easy. Oh,